Hello everyone, welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is season two and episode nine. Seeing the sunrise is about seeing Christ in your everyday situations. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33 and verse three, the Lord spoke to the prophet while he was in prison. He said to him, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Seeing the sunrise is an opportunity to see what God is doing behind the scenes. Sometimes his presence is not keenly evident, but I assure you, he is there. All we need to do is look for him. March is Women's History Month, and it is an opportune time to talk about women in the Bible who made an impact in their community and in their world. I think you will agree there have been some tremendous contributions made by women in the Bible. They made contributions in the lives of their children and in the lives of others. Although in no particular order, I think you will see the influence they had and continue to have as we view them in light of their gifts, talents, and calls by God. Lydia was a businesswoman who dealt in the sale of purple cloth and she was quite successful at it. In order for anyone to be successful in business, you need passion about what you're selling and people who see the value of what you're selling. But that is not all Lydia was known for. Lydia was a worshiper of God. She honored the Sabbath and was open to hearing more about God. Her conversion took place when it was said she was out by the river on the day of the Sabbath outside of Philippi, and Paul, Timothy, Luke, and Silas were there teaching. When she heard the message, her heart was open and she was converted. In a climate where women were marginalized, Lydia's story reminds us of the equality ushered in with Christ. It was the Lord God who opened her heart to hear the message of salvation. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was selected by God himself and served the role of carrying the baby Jesus, the world savior. I guess you could say she was the very first surrogate. What an honored role she had, but in a world where skepticism reigns, who would possibly believe that she had not slept with a man in order to have a baby? But God allowed Jesus to be conceived by the Holy Spirit and provided her with signs to assure her that what was happening was done by his will and by his spirit. After Mary accepted the message the angel of the Lord brought her about the baby she was carrying, her words echo the heart of a servant leader who trusted in God and had an apparent love for him, which were echoed in her reply. She said, behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Ruth, a Moabite, was another amazing woman in biblical history. During the time of Ruth was a patriarchal society. Women were cared for by men and didn't have much of a voice. It was after her husband died along with her father-in-law and brother-in-law. She, her sister-in-law, and mother-in-law became widows with no one to provide for them. Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, 
decided to go back to her homeland, Bethlehem. She left there with her husband and her sons because there was a famine in the land. But now that her husband had died and her sons had died, she decided it was time to go home. She encouraged her daughter-in-laws to leave her and to return to their mother's home, but Ruth would not hear of it. She said to her mother-in-law, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. Ruth was courageous. She was willing to leave everything she'd known out of love and devotion for her mother-in-law, Naomi. If you've ever prayed for something that you wanted so bad, then you can identify with Hannah. Hannah was barren, and she wanted a child so badly that she cried and cried, often inconsolable. One day, she found herself in the temple crying out to God, but also making a vow through her cries. She told God that if he gave her a son, she would return him back to him. She prayed so and cried so that she was perceived to be drunk. But it was clear she was a woman whose spirit had been broken. God heard her prayer. And this woman who wanted a child so badly did as she promised. For after he was born and when he was weaned, she dedicated the child to God as she had promised him. Her faith and obedience was rewarded with more children. She had been crying out to God for years, and although she didn't see her prayers answered immediately, she remained faithful to God, and she trusted and believed in his ability to do what was seemingly impossible. Hannah teaches us of the influence of prayer, how to pray with confidence, and how to be consistent in prayer, even when it doesn't look like God is listening to you. One might say that Eve wasn't an influential person in the Bible, but I would say, yeah, she was. She did influence her husband to do something God told him not to do. But her story is a reminder that the world is evil and filled with evil people, but that God is good. Because even in their disobedience, there, because they all played a part in the fall of mankind, Adam, Eve, the snake, God put an atoning sacrifice in place to restore us back to him. Eve's story is a reminder that Satan is alive and well, and that we are to be sober and vigilant so that you are not tempted into sin. Hers, Eve's, is a story of what not to do in the grace and the mercy of God. Miriam was the sister of Moses, and when Moses was born, the Pharaoh had issued an order that male children two years of age and under be killed. So, in the book of Exodus, it tells us Pharaoh's second strategy is to demand that Hebrew midwives, Sipra and Pua, kill all Hebrew male babies, but not female babies, as they were born. If you think about it, there are several brave women in this story. 
First, you have Jochebed, Moses' mother, who hid Moses. Then you have Miriam. She followed him when her mother put him in a basket, and she followed him to ensure that he was safe. But there are two midwives who were brave enough to defy the orders of Pharaoh, of Pharaoh suggesting that the Jewish women give birth so quickly that they could not carry out the deed that Pharaoh had commanded. Their story shows how women can be powerful allies for each other. Miriam, the sister of Moses, she was an ally in that she watched as he was carried away along the, the riverbanks. You have his mother, Jochebed, who was courageous enough to hide him. And then you have the midwives, who was a courageous enough to defy the Pharaoh's order. They were courageous and faithful to God. Priscilla was a godly wife. She and her husband, Aquila, are great examples of a husband and wife and what can be accomplished when you work together. They were a Jewish Christian couple who came to Ephesus to help Paul. They were instrumental in teaching Apollos, a Jew, said to be an evangelist, apologist, church leader, and a friend of the Apostle Paul. He was eloquent in speech, fervent in spirit, but lacking some understanding when it came to the gospel. The Apostle Paul exclaimed that their lives, Priscilla and Aquila, were testimonies of the faithfulness of God. Priscilla and her husband were a powerful ministry team and gave to those in need. Paul asked them to help him understand, to help Apollo understand the things that he was speaking and preaching about and made him a more effective preacher of the gospel of Christ. Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus, had a desire to be with Jesus. When her sister was hosting Jesus at her home, she would be found at the feet of Jesus. This was upsetting to Mary. I'm sorry, this was upsetting to Martha. But Jesus pointed out that what was important, what should be desired, was what Mary wanted and demonstrated. She wanted more of Christ. She is a reminder to put first things first, and those first things should be Christ. Yet we can't dismiss Martha because her heart was in the right place, because her desire was to make Jesus comfortable, which is why she was waiting on him. She demonstrated devotion through her actions. One not-so-well-known female figure in the Bible is Jehosheba, the daughter of King Joram of Judah. She was a princess who married a high priest. She is noted for stealing her nephew Joash, her brother's youngest son, and hiding him for six years. Her actions preserved the line of Judah as Joash would become the rightful king of Judah. Her name means the Lord is great. Mary Magdalene, who based on her own actions, perceived to have been forgiven much. I say perceived because whatever she had been forgiven for, she was willing to give something that in human eyes seemed wasteful. But her love for the Savior was the motivation to pour upon him some costly perfume. Although Judas thought it wasteful, it didn't stop her from pouring this fragrant oil upon the master's feet and drying his feet with her hair. Can you see that imagery? Whatever he did, we need not know, but what we should know from this act of selflessness 
is that there is nothing, and I mean nothing too great, that we possess that is greater than the love and devotion we have for Jesus Christ. These are only a few of the women who have made a significant impact in biblical history, and there are many, many more. Women today have played an important role throughout history, and no less so in proclaiming the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they are continuing to be instruments in advancing the kingdom of God. At Pentecost, when the Lord poured his spirit upon all flesh, he said, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. These women stand today courageous, faithful, obedient women of God who have experienced the hand of God and who boldly go forth proclaiming his word, calling sinners to salvation and sharing the love of God. Anyone who has a love for God can make an impact in the world. From these few women, we find humility, courage, strong faith, fearlessness, selflessness, consistency, trust, powerful, knowledgeable, influential, and an ability to work together and a love and devotion for Christ. I pray that their stories encourage and strengthen you as you continue to walk out your faith. Until next time, God bless you and be sure to see the sunrise to look for Christ in your everyday situations.